Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Standby, the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and TV shows. Today, um, we're going to go into an interesting topic. We're going to talk about heartfelt episodes because um, of the recent episode of The Last of Us, which was phenomenal. Wow. So good. That, that episode cut deep. I just want to get... To throw it out there that if you have not seen this episode and hopefully we won't get too far into spoilers for anyone who has not seen it but um i'll admit it's going to be pretty hard really right? really hard yeah really really hard um what was your favorite part of the episode um hmm. i guess how it um it it switched um uh, character point of views that was cool. I like that a lot. Um, not a lot of shows do that. Um, right. I really like that a lot. I think we talked about that uh, a few episodes ago, didn't we? What show did that before? Um, we were talking about it a few episodes uh, back. I don't remember what character we were talking about, though. Hmm. I'm not sure. Um, was it only murders in the building? Yes. Yes. It was only murders in the building. It was the episode about Theo. I think. Well, Theo yeah. Demas, yeah. The episode yeah. about Theo Demas, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I was just um, going on a limb here, but wow, I can't believe I got that right. Yeah, uh, dude. So, but anyway, but, um, mm-hmm. you, you, you go ahead. Uh, both those episodes have something in common. They're both fantastic. Very. Yeah. Um, I love the way... Um, I loved the way that... Um, they were portrayed in the episode. Uh, Agreed. Give me one second. Um, give me one second. Uh, I love the way uh, Bill and Frank's dynamic was really... This is really powerful. And I gotta be honest, I almost cried like three times during the episode, dude. Oh my god. Wow, yeah. It was yeah. so great. Yeah, it was so good. You would think... You'd think that um, with that type of quote-unquote relationship... I'm gonna try really hard not to give too much away here but um again um hopefully i won't um, go off topic here quote unquote that relationship you think it would be a little bit um you know cheesy or a little bit rushed because we, we they've only seen them for like a couple minutes and yet at the same time this episode made it feel so natural i guess like it, it flowed into it like very very nicely yeah with, exactly yeah and yeah with, like with we've known them of, for a long time with that type of again relationship, quote unquote, it didn't try to like you know glorify it or try to make it like so proud or anything like corny or cheesy or anything dumb uh, make it look bad. It just did it. It just rolled with it and kept yeah. it as oh, yeah. a very smooth process and a nice flow into all of it. Yeah. Um. So I agree, man. I I wholeheartedly agree. Um. I just, uh, this whole, like, that whole episode, it was just like, even though, um, uh, to further expand on what you said, even though we had only seen them in that episode, it, it made it feel like we've known them for, like, for years, you know what I mean? It just, it was just like, the emotion that came up, it was just so, like, profound. I agree. If I could say, yeah. I guess, um apocalyptic world settings will will do that to you oh both, yeah both, i mean for both the characters and us the viewers it's like um i mean that 
I don't want to say it's 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 um hell breaks loose and no rules because there's there are like certain rules and certain formulas to making that look but look good. But at the same time, you got to realize that um, even in an apocalyptic setting, um, all we have is each other. And I know like that that in of itself at face value sounds kind of dumb and cheesy, but it's it's true nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, maybe, it is. Maybe on my end, I'm only saying that because um, but the, I think that's something The Walking Dead really perfected, which, um, no, it, it also switches character perspectives, so you get to know them pretty well. And there, there was a relationship that was pretty similar to um, uh, Bill and Frank on there. But, um, again, I'm not getting off topic. Just want to say that um, uh, and anything can really happen. And at the same time, you can't afford to be too picky. I mean, you, you can if exactly, you want to. yeah. Well, at the same time, I can kind of understand if, um, you know, Bill turned Frank away because um, well, I, I'm glad he really didn't. Don't get me wrong, but I can understand if he, he really did turn him away because, you know, in, in that type of setting when you're alone and the world goes to shit and, you know, people get like, you know, very aggressive than they have to be. But at the same time, it's like, what what do you have? And you, you hold on to it no matter how much um you, you might want to share it with someone but i i guess it, it really it really makes a mess of things when the the world's gone back bad it kind of um makes you go a little bit bad but you justify it in a way that i think that there's not enough in the world just, just just give it to me why 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 does it have to be you yeah but in a way somehow <laughs> yeah. so and um in a way you, you could say that a little bit about joel in a way i mean he's he's not at that point but and I, I'm pretty sure he won't go there, in my opinion. But I feel like, well, now that he had, he has Ellie, and he he had Tez, so it kind of really did a n- number on him. But um, now that now that he has Ellie, he has he has someone, he has someone to like um, keep him in line. And you know, Ellie, Ellie, I guess you could say the same thing about Ellie, even though she's like, yeah, whatever, okay, line up, a hole. But you know, at the same time, they they have someone, and they know that. Joel's smart enough to know that he's he's a little bit jaded and a little bit rough around the edges, kind of, kind of, kind of like Bill. But at the same time, he's rational enough to know he, he can't get, get through all of it alone for the rest of his life. Yeah. I feel like that's a good reminder. Oh, yeah. Um, also, so um, actually, like, literally, like, um, literally, like, like, five, ten minutes before this call, um, um, I, I was watching a YouTube video by the YouTuber Supercuts Delight, and it's about episode three of The Last of Us and how um, the title of the video is The Last of Us Episode 3 is HBO's magnum opus. And I honestly, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that this episode is probably the best episode of television or any show I've seen or or any piece of entertainment that I've seen in the last few years, honestly. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's just there's something so so like profound in um, the way that even though the world is ending, Bill's world just started. You know, so mm. it's just it's really like poetic in a way, and it's just um, the way that they both die at the end kind of reminds me of the notebook. Sorry for getting cheesy, but it reminds me of the notebook a little bit. I don't, that'd be real with you, man. That that's a good movie. Yeah, I don't oh, think that's yeah, cheesy is. at all. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. Granted, it has been a while since I've seen it, so I'm a little fuzzy on the details. But I think I remember enough of it to know that I I liked it enough. Yeah. 
I mean, I get why people would think that some that's cheesy because you know romantic gushy stuff, but they're they're missing out. Yeah, they are, and um, it's also just the fact that Bill seemed like a big like um, uh, he seemed like a manly and like a and like a guy that just doesn't really seem to seem to let anybody in his life, you know? Right. Um, at the beginning of the episode, and then by the end, it's just him like fully fully letting his his feelings out and even crying when he realizes that frank wants to die it's just it's really really heartfelt and i really really loved the whole entire episode my favorite part was when was when um Frank revealed that he was talking to tess on the radio as he was walking back inside the house and bill was like you what that was so funny. That I was so that. funny. That was hilarious. That was. Um, and even though, and even though, um, the show is less about action and more about drama, I think it works. You know, because like, mm. um, uh, the video game is more, um, more or less. It's the other way around. But right. in the show, um, the show takes so many liberties. For example, like exactly like the boys, they take so many liberties with their characters and and somehow it works a lot of other adaptations and somehow they just knock it out of the fucking park you know what i mean it's like it's like chef's kiss you know what i mean it's like you just want more you know and my only gripe with this episode is it wasn't long enough for me like Mm. i mean it was great it was great don't get me wrong it was a fantastic fucking episode but i would have loved to see a little bit more but honestly I'm satisfied. I am a hundred percent satisfied. Um, the showrunner said that there was a two hour long cut of the episode. I would have loved to see what? that, but yeah, yeah. And he said that it was, um, it was so sad that it made him cry. Like it made mm. him cry till it hurt. And I just, I really want to see that. But honestly, I think I'm satisfied with the one hour and 15 minutes that it was. Um, and honestly, I didn't really, I didn't really mind that um, that Joel and Ellie weren't in this episode that much. Even though they were in it for about 26 to 27 minutes, I didn't really mind not seeing them that much. I was so focused on Bill and Frank that I was like I was so invested into their story that I just wanted to see them together, you know? Right. Yeah. I guess you could say in a way it's it's almost the same thing with um with Theo from from Only Murders in the Building and his oh first my appearance. God, Although that episode was so good. Well, granted, um that that episode came like a, a little bit later, like it, it hap- at least halfway, right? Mm-hmm. I, I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my my case in point is that um what makes less less of us different is that it happened. It's only episode three, so you think that um it it would it would feel a bit off like to do that like so early on, but. You know, I think it like, works. I think it works. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it different, and it, it's a good reminder that this isn't about um, just Joel um, getting to his brother or Ellie trying to get through like processing everything. It's it's everyone trying to look for someone and trying to process everything. Exactly. Trying to yeah. keep whatever little bit of humanity that they have inside of them, and I guess you could say that um, in a way they they do pretty qu- that characters such as. Um, Joel, Bill, and Theo, they do questionable things, but at the same time, you can't help but feel sorry for them in, in a not-so-cheesy like way. Exactly, you know? Uh, I agree. Um, I feel like 
I feel like Ellie gets herself into trouble a lot. I mean, um, mm. um, from what I've seen in the show and how it takes all the creative liberties, it seems to me like they're making Ellie out to seem like like a person that gets herself into trouble a lot. Um, again, I haven't played the game that much, so I don't know if that's how she is in the video game. But in the <laughs> show, that's what it seems like they're making her out to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess... Um... It's not just so much her character, but it's also her role. And that I mean, um, Joel has experienced it. So in a way, you could say he's like um, the the spiritual guide in uh, Campbell's monomyth. And Ellie, in a way, you could say is us. Us isn't yeah. like you and me, the audience and the viewers, because um, she, 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 she's not dumb. She's, she's not like... Um, you know, she, she gets it. She gets a general, somewhat grasp of how the world is pretty messed up as, as we, we do. But at the same time, it just gets more and more messed up along the way. It's just um, shocking. Yeah. You can't help but be shocked, even, even if you are the audience and know that the world is not, uh, not the, world, the world we knew anymore. Yeah. You know, I guess in a way, for, for lack of a better example, she's like the Dorothy or Alice of um, an apocalyptic setting, so to speak. Yeah. And I think that, um, again, uh, going back to like like this whole, this whole episode, it's just like, um, like this whole show. It's just like to come out with such a heavy hitter so early into so early into the season. I'm so excited to see how they're gonna one up themselves next weekend. I'm so freaking excited. Yeah, yeah it looks like things are gonna be really rough because yeah. um, they they have support, but um. At, but now they're going to go up against, really go up against a grain. Exactly. So they got help from someone or they almost did. But now we're going to see like the dark side of it all. Exactly. Who, who are these people? Can they be trusted or are they really victims or are they like victimizing their way to being like, why does it have to be you? Don't you know the world's going to hell? Why, why, why does it have to be you? Exactly. You know, and I just, um, this show, man, I I honestly, uh, I was talking to one of my friends earlier, and and he had heard the news from episode three, and he was like, should I start watching it? And I'm like, fuck yes, dude. And he's like, okay, but like, do you think that it's on the same level as Daredevil and and BoJack Horseman and Avatar The Last Airbender and like top tier quality shows? And I'm like, dude, honestly, I think that it's better. Like, wow. I know that we're only three episodes in, dude, but... I think that it's on the cusp of groundbreaking writing, honestly. So far, yeah. I know that that's like a big, like that's a tall thing to say. Like that's a, a ginormous thing to say. And if I'm wrong, he's going to be very upset with me. But honestly, I don't think I am. I really mm. don't think I'm wrong at all. I think that this show is like, I mean, I mean, obviously, like in the last episode, we talked about video game adaptations and, and, and all that stuff and how they're finally getting good. But I think now we're reaching, like, we're like, um, we're talking about the golden age of, 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 uh, video game television adaptations. But now, now because of this episode, I think we're in the golden age of that. I think that this, that this show is the best show out of all the video game adaptations there are. By far. Yeah. yeah. You know what I think it is? If you ask me, hmm. if you ask me, I feel like, um, it's the relationships. Yeah. Like if, in my opinion, when it comes to stuff like um, family, friendship, 
and occasionally romance when it's like not being all corny it doesn't get old yeah oh yeah you you can argue that again at face value stuff like family must stick together and so do friends and love will conquer all i get why some people would be annoyed by that but at the same time no matter what you think no matter if you get old of it it itself is never going to die out yeah relationships will always be a thing for entertainment exactly um, that's that's what i think last of us has been doing consistently and that's i guess that's something like other video game adaptations like kind of fumble the ball a little bit because um no when it comes to like actually playing a game like you're the player it's it's just you or or multiplayer like you you, you're the player and someone else is the player but the bottom line is those play the player or character however you define it they don't have a relationship i mean there there might be like a little bit of lore here and there but you're in charge of that so that's why I, i think i mentioned her um in the last episode how video game adaptations take a little bit of liberties and that of itself is that I feel like what video game at a good video game adaptations are getting a more grip on is the how there needs to be a relationship. There needs to be some kind of dynamic to build off of, which is something I'm realizing the more I see the the uh, super, super <clears throat> Mario Super Super Smash Bros. trailer. Oh, yeah, like, uh, like, I haven't seen the new one yet. I heard a new one came out a few days ago. I haven't seen it yet. Well, that being said, um, like what what I've been saying. Uh, Dude, did you agree? Like, are you seeing like how the characters are interacting? Would would you ever say that they do that like in the video game? Any of the video games? Um, episode three was more of a um, no, I mean like Liberty Mario. on the showrunners. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mario. Oh, sorry. Um, right, I, I should have been specific, but um, I don't really know. You know, we don't really have enough of the um, we don't really have enough of the movie to go off on, and I think that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Because, um, because like in like trailers, you don't want to give too much away, or else, like, why are you going to the movies for? So, I guess, right. um, um, that's more of a question, uh, to ask when the movie actually comes out and we see it on opening day, of course. Hmm. Of course, yeah, of course. <sighs> All right, um, so, so I'm gonna. If, if you don't mind, I want to switch gear, switch gears here for a minute. Um, okay, so yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, I want to point out, I want to like change gears here a minute, go off of like, we're talking about episodes. So uh, mix it up a little bit, talk about other episodes that we think um, uh, that, that we really nailed that in terms of being heartfelt. And in my opinion, one, one thing that it, it doesn't have to have this, but um, as I was saying before, relationships really do help. Yeah, they they really do, do help yeah. like draw draw the show into cutting deep for us. They really do, yeah. They really, I, really I've do. got well, on my end. I have a couple like listed over here, but um, what about you? Is there any that you want to get off your chest? Hmm. Um. Thinking, um, like really like heartfelt like episodes. I think, um. Even though it's not like, even though it's not like an episode, I think the dynamic between, um, give me one second. I think the dynamic between Barry and Sally is very amazing. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you, you don't really see that often. I mean, in a way it, I guess you could say the relationship, relationship between Barry and Sally both is and isn't a relationship in and of itself. Yeah. Or I, I mean on the grounds like, yeah, they are or, you know, were, I'm not getting to spoil, hopefully I'll avoid spoilers here, is that um, 
we, we don't really see too much of it. We get a general idea about their characters and, you know, leave it at that. But at the same time, we don't see too much of them, you know, um, going at it uh, unless it was for, for, for a play mm-hmm. or acting in general. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, I just, um, 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 again, like, going off of there's not too much of that, like, um, those types of relationships. Bojack Horseman is a good example. Even though he doesn't, he doesn't, um, he doesn't really seem to be able to keep a relationship, the relationships that he has, um, makes you think, you know? Yeah. Like, like, the, the, the whole show is so, like, profound in a way, right? Because... Um, all of these quotes and all of these things and, and his feelings, they're, they're all feelings that everybody is feeling, you know? And Absolutely. so, and so it, it makes you resonate with the show, even though, even though it seems like you can't keep a relationship. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people who can't keep relationships, you know? So True. I think that, I think that shows like that for, so like that and like Avatar The Last Airbender can really strike a chord with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's a really that's a good point. I was I was almost about to say that I was a little bit uh, iffy about you bring up Bojack because it's not so much heartfelt as it's just more like deep and profound and mm-hmm. like you know it doesn't really have any much heart and it yeah. gets a little sad. But at the same time, I I I just I remember I just reminded myself that one of my top three episodes, top three favorite episodes is um the second last episode of season one. Do do you remember that one? No, I don't. It's, it's, it's at the very end. It's when he asked Diane, do you think it's too late for me? Oh, wow. To be the person that I am. And, oh, and, wow. I mean, yeah. it, it can't be too late. I, I need you to tell me that I'm a good person. I know I know it could be selfish, narcissistic, self-destructive, but deep down, I know I'm a good person. I need you to tell me that. Mm-hmm. You can see that, yeah, he he knows. He knows he doesn't like set the best example, but at the same time, he he's trying. And it's not like he had someone to tell him that, Hey, you're a good person. Good job. Or if he did, he kind of like mucks it up because again, it's not like he had the best role models. Mm-hmm. In spite yeah. of all that though, he, he could be worse. Maybe that kind of ruins the authenticity of the show, he, even though it's over, but at the same time, he's trying. He mm-hmm. really does try in spite of everything he's been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think another shining example of that is, um, also, my top three favorite episodes is um, Free Churro. Oh, wow, dude. Oh, Thank my you. God. Dude, that was such a good episode. Like, at the end when he realized he was at the wrong funeral. Absolutely. Oh, wow, dude. Oh, wow. That was... Absolutely. I mean... I mean, I kind of disagree with you. Um, I kind of disagree with you when you say that um, BoJack Horseman isn't really that much of a heartfelt show. I think that there are definitely a lot of times when the show gets very heartfelt. Um, I'm not saying it wasn't a heartfelt. I just meant that on the grounds that um, throughout most of its, at at its core, it has heart, but I feel like what surrounds that core of the heart is sort of like the, um, I don't want to say depressing, but like this, just the darkness of it all. But then again, now that you mention it, maybe that's what makes the heart of it all good. It's like, I guess what I would one way I would define BoJack Horseman is that everything is dark, or you you find yourself like in a dark room or in a dark space, and you you put yourself there. But the only way to get out is 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 that there there is a light at the end of the road. But to get to that light, you need to be the one to find it. 
It has yeah. to be you. You can't just wait for someone to, hey, here's a light or turn on a light. You need to be the one to search for that light, no matter how small it is. That's such a good point, you know, because I like like um, uh, every day, you know, um, mm. um, like you come across people that have issues, they have trauma and stuff like that. And they're just waiting. They're just waiting to be with somebody that can help them. But it's like like nobody can help you. You have to be able to help yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so I just like, like hearing that from a show where I don't think we've ever, ever had a show that's done that before, you know, that very, very true. That really brings these issues to light. You know what I mean? Hmm. And so I think that this show, uh, Bojack Horseman especially was just, is this really a phenomenal show? And I don't think there's any, um, I don't think there's ever going to be a show on television like it ever again. Honestly, that remains to be seen. Yeah, but it, it, it does. Me, but... So far for me, it will always be one in a million as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And going off of um, what I was saying about Bojack, how he didn't have the, the best role models and how that he's trying or like he needs to find that light. I guess you could say that in a way, um, Omni-Man from Invincible really kind of sums it up in a way. Mm -hmm. Not Maybe he didn't go through as much, and we still don't know much about him, through at least through the adaption, the Amazon Prime adaption, but at that very, very last moment at the end of him and Mark fighting, when he says, you, I will always have you. Oh, that, that's, that's his oh, life. Dude, oh, dude. That's his life for him. Oh, that hit me so hard, man. That hit Absolutely. me so freaking hard, dude. It's, it's like always, I'm just, something I'm just starting to realize is that all it takes is just like one little moment to like make everything great or yeah. I mean, not so much great, but just like, you know, have that, even if it's just like a tiny flicker to really set something off in you or it's, it's like against, um, how as to quote, um, you know, a certain psychopath who, uh, laughs a lot. Well, who am I kidding? It's the Joker. He says, all it takes is just one bad day. Well, to refute that, all it takes is just one little flicker, which another a good example of that, like a very right at the last minute hope, bit of hope, I'd say um, Futurama does a, an absolute fantastic job at. Specifically from my favorite episode, um, Luck of the Fryish. You remember that one, right? No. What was that episode about? I'm sorry, I don't remember that. It's it's fine, it's fine. It's um so... Fry just realized that um, he heard something about a, there's another Philip J. Fry. And it turns out that um, he, this person looks a lot like his brother. Mm -hmm. And he goes off about how his brother just takes everything from him and how they, they tend to fight, even though when he got this uh, seven-leaf clover and his luck was turning around. But then when he finds goes to get that if he finds out that he has that seven leaf clover that he stole it from him he wants to go get it back it mm. turns out and when he goes to the grave it turns out that this philip fry philip j fry i can't remember is named after him it's mm. his brother's son yeah to carry on his spirit and that just right when he found that i was like damn wow just wow and if, if that wasn't enough when uh, when they played Don't You Forget About Me. Oof. Oh, wow. Yeah. That hit hard. 
It really did. You know, and I just, um, there's so many, like, I feel like a heartfelt episode that has, like, very profound writing doesn't really come one, it doesn't really come often, you know? And so, uh, but, like, when it does come, it's just so much better. You know what I mean? Like, it's so, it's so, um... It makes you feel. You're something. able to appreciate it much more, is what is what I'll say. Exactly, I, yeah. I I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And honestly, I I guess you could say the same thing about. I, I know I've been going on about how yes, there 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 is a light in the other road. There is hope, and you know, uh, episodes like these help with that. But what about the episodes that um you know seem hopeless, mm-hmm. at, like at least at first, that just seem like, oh God, wow, that's, wow. One, one example of that for me is that um, I, I don't remember what episode number specifically, but it was in uh, Stranger season three of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. When um, I, I might have bring this up in the past episode, I, I apologize for repeating myself. Don't have a great memory, but <sighs> staying on topic, my favorite episode from Stranger Things is when um, Will and when Will just gets mad at Mike and Lucas for not playing D&D with him. He just he just storms out. And oh yeah, Mike, I remember Mike, that. Mike, I remember that. Mike tries to apologize, says he's sorry, and at the same time, it's it's like one of those things where um, Will isn't really being fair, but but Mike isn't really being either. But at the same time, it's like it's not entirely um, unjustified. Mm-hmm. You know, they they both have like their reasons, but at the same time, you can't exactly blame them. Yeah, it's especially what when um I don't want to say they. They had a fight, uh, Mike and Will, but like that moment when um, when Mike tells Will, well, what, what did you think? But we were never going to get girlfriends. They were just going to play, stay in my basement, play games the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, but it's, it's a good reminder. It, it might seem like a bit like sad and bleak, but at the same time, I feel like it's a good reminder, like both for the fact that the show is and the characters, they're growing, they're changing. And it's yeah. a good reminder for us that, yeah, people are going to change too. Yeah. It really serves as like a, a good reminder in that in and of itself, even though we grow that we, we need to keep that in mind so that we don't accidentally push the people away from us. Exactly. Exactly. I agree, man. That just really hit hard for me. Like, um, so I just, especially like for, for on will on will's end, like, I feel like they, they didn't say this in the episode, but I can't help but imagine that, like reimagine that one scene in my head when, when it's raining outside and they're talking, Mike and Will are like talking, arguing. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like Will would, might, if he stayed longer or if there was like an extended scene, he would say, you're just like my dad. Mm-hmm. All of you are. I thought, I thought you were supposed to be my friend, but it turns out you're just like my dad. You don't have time for me when you have another girl. But and like, like I said, um, Will isn't exactly being fair, but at the same time, you can't blame him because, yeah, he didn't really have anyone other than him. And the fact that he's paying attention to someone else other than him and feeling like, and we'll, we'll do it later. We're not in the mood for D&D. That's, that's like, like I said, that serves as a good reminder for us. Mm-hmm. I think another, um, I agree, by the way, it does. It serves a very, very important reminder. Um, I think that another great episode is Jurassic Bark. From Futurama. Oh, absolutely. That was great. That was so good. Yeah. And I yeah, think wow. that um, just learning that his dog was waiting for him for all those years, it was so, just so sad, man. Absolutely. 
it's like, yeah, his dog just kept waiting for him, even though he thought, and he probably forgot about me. I'm like, no, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just so, ugh, so sad, man. You know what? You know an episode that's equally sadder, but is almost the total opposite of that? Hmm. Did you ever watch Courage the Cowardly Dog? Yes, I did, but I don't remember any episode from it. I just remember little glimpses of it. Hmm. Well, in that case, I, I was going to bring up when um, we see Cur- Courage's parents. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that at all? The the uh, the old uh, the old woman and the old man. No, uh, those are like his his owners. I'm saying like his his dog parents. No, how he, and how he lost them. No, that was just he. Basically, he spends the whole time thinking about losing them, and it's just like, oh my god, wow. But then at the at the end of it, he someone finds him, even though he's like all alone and outside, no one to take care of him. Mm-hmm. That's and they show that's how he got his name. Oh wow. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say too much about it and ruin it for you, but I can tell you right now that is that's definitely um, tear jerk or heartfelt episode rating right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very much. Oh yeah. Um, I just um, um, again, like going back to this, it's like um, when you see a heartfelt episode, but something that's like so good that like so good that makes you want to cry. You know what I mean? Like you just appreciate mm. the art so much more. Like absolutely, I'm so like, um, I'm so grateful to the creators of The Last of Us and the show's writers and the actors for just bringing this like masterpiece to the screen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And and I will go as far to call it a masterpiece because this show is like literally again like like I'll say this again, it's one of the best shows in recent television history. You know what I mean? Um. It's- it's, you're saying all this? I'm, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go on. I was, I was just gonna say that you're saying all this, but I, I just can't wait to see how you, to see how you feel about Infinity Train. Yeah. Which we, we never finished. We will finish that. In yeah. spite of you know it leaving HBO Max, but they're oh, coming back. I hate that it, I left HBO Max. But um, seeing how um, certain shows are coming back on um, uh, ad-supported streaming services like Tubi, Tubi, and Roku, there's there's hope yet. We don't know yet, but there will be hope. But you keep saying that The Last of Us, only based on three episodes, is a masterpiece and the best you've seen in television so far. That's how I feel about um, certain episodes in Infinity Train. Really? Okay. Speci- specifically, um, for anyone who's wondering, it's the last three episodes of Book Three. Mm-hmm. And don't don't do not look that up. All right, you you got to watch the show in order for it to really really hit hard. And I can tell you that it's it's plenty emotional even before those episodes. Plenty of tearjerker moments, rest assured. But those those episodes, they just <sighs> sorry. Uh, I'm I'm not faking this by the way, but just thinking about everything that happened with those particular episodes, they just <sighs> yeah, they, they, they really weigh down on me hard. Oh yeah, man, yeah, they yeah. really do. Yeah, um, and there's this like. Um, I feel like, like, for example, like the final episode of season three of Barry, just, it's just, it really weighs you down. You know what I mean? You feel the weight of, of the main character and you understand how he's feeling. And just the fact that Barry, um, sorry for spoilers, that Barry at the end of season three just gets caught and he doesn't even realize it. And the thing that, 
the thing that gets me from that episode, but yeah, you did call it. You did call it. And <laughs> dude, and it was just so great. And I think the thing that gets me from this episode is that he's such a great, he's supposed to be this great mercenary, like the best of the best. But when his, um, um, when his old, uh, I don't know how you call it in the military, I guess, uh, I'll just call my team member, uh, shows up, shows up and like catches him and like points a gun at his head and he starts crying. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and how like you feel how he wants to get out of this. Like you understand how he wants to get out of this, but he just can't. Um, and he's just in a rut in his life. And the point, um, and the point that he's in right now is just a horrible, horrible situation for him. And he really wants to stop doing it because all he wants to do is to just be with Sally. That's all he wants to do. And you see that. But then, inevitably, he gets sucked back in. You feel sad for him. And then by the and then the last episode, like, and in, and in season one and two, like, you see Barry, he's being built up as a great mercenary. He's not a stupid guy. And then he gets caught the last episode of season three. It flips your whole entire perspective of him on its head. Exactly. Um, yeah. you know, and while, while we're on the topic, I want to talk, I want to point out that another thing about how um, TV show, TV episodes are heartfelt is uh, character development. Oh yeah. Both, um, both um, upward, but both character development where you get better, but also character underdevelopment where they go into a downward spiral. Yeah. So going off of Barry, he's like, here's something I always say about to tell people about Barry Berkman. That being is that he's he's a hitman, but he's he's not a bad person. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he kills people, but he's he's just not a bad person. He just he doesn't really understand. Exactly like how Bojack is like is like even though um even though on the surface I'm a bad person, deep down I'm a good person. You know what I mean? Right. And um I, I don't know like Barry's full story. I don't know if he like he's he's not dumb. He's again, he's definitely not dumb, but again, like he doesn't understand and we don't know where that comes from yet. I mean, maybe it was just like stress from the military. Who's who's to say? But um go going off of what we've seen Barry so far, he's he's not like a typical um killer. He's not a typical hitman assassin, however you define it, because it's not so much that he's he doesn't give a crap at all and he has an agenda. It's just he just does it. And it doesn't exactly help that he has a, a certain someone who's manipulating and putting ideas into his head that there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, now that he's he's finally getting a grip and he's confining in people like Sally and Mr. Cousineau to tell him that it's okay and that, well, no, no, this this isn't something that, that you should be doing. He's finally getting a, a bigger grip on um, between right and wrong. And it just, it all, it all just comes crashing down on him. He's like... What am I gonna do? Um, I think oh that. Oh my god! What am I gonna do? I agree, man. I I really really agree. You know, um, um, and a person can get caught up in so many things. Like for example, Barry Barry got caught up. Like like in that one episode when he was talking to Sally about how about how um oh um I don't really remember uh I don't really remember uh what ha uh I remember what happened to Sally but I don't remember what uh um she was at the television studio and like her show got axed and then yeah. and then and then the and then her like her her um her like right right hand person or whatever she got a show and she was like so upset and then she went home to Barry and then Barry was like what do you want me to do I can go in her house and freak her out a little bit and right. he just didn't even realize that he was saying that Right again, he which he is so really insane, 
which is so insane. I know, but I'll be honest with you. I'm, I I think that I can sympathize with that. I, I really can. Maybe I shouldn't, but in a way I feel like I always say things that, like don't make any sense or that I, I probably shouldn't have said in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, I can sympathize with Barry and in that regard that he just doesn't really understand and he doesn't pick, he doesn't really pick up on things. Mm-hmm. Again, that's, that's not a good combination. If you, if you kill people on the side or used to kill people, but again, again, it's, it's an interesting concept to follow and it, it serves as a good reminder for, uh, you know, I guess people like me who don't really, you know, uh, get it for say, and just, Want, but but we're trying. I, I feel like in a way Barry is like trying to, even though like he's, but he still keeps getting shit on for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he does, you know. And I just, I feel like another another, um, not really like a heartfelt episode, but a heartfelt character in 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 TV, um, um, whether it be on streaming service or 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 primetime cable, which honestly. Uh, which honestly people don't really use anymore. So I guess it only goes into streaming, right? But I feel like another character is Kingpin. Oh yeah, 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 one hundred percent. He's so like, like, and it's just like, like they feed you with so much information of of Kingpin throughout season one and two and three of Daredevil, but it, but they don't overdo it, which is so right. fantastic. Like it's like they give you so much information, but they only do it in like little. Little increments, you know, like every episode you get a little thing, you get like subtle nods to his character. And then, and then by, by the end of season two, start of season three, it's like, okay, like let's ramp it up. Let's give them more of what they want. Let's, let's knock them out of the park. Let's, let's, um, um, put their expectations of this character and turn it around. You know, it's just, you know what I mean? It's a kingpin is, um, I said this before. And I definitely think that Kingpin is one of the best Marvel villains that have ever crossed the screen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. You, you could say, like, for at least, like, this version of Kingpin that w- that we've seen, like, through, um, well, what do you call it, ex-Netflix Marvel shows? You could say he's, like, the, the slowest downward spiral that you've seen where he, he tries to pick himself up, he tries to retain his humanity, but you can tell that there's you know, something lurking inside of him. Even though he tries, he really does try and believe he's doing the right thing and sees the world for what it is. So you, you can't help but feel just a tiny bit bad for him despite everything, like, like I was saying before about Barry. Mm-hmm. You can't really blame him for doing all that stuff, no matter how, how rough it is. Yeah. And I just, um, and, um, you were saying this a few episodes back about Poindexter and Barry, and you were saying how, like, how, like, um... Am uh, I a hypocrite for for feeling that I don't want Dex, a.k.a. Bullseye, to win, even though I don't want Barry Berkman to lose? Which is so crazy. Like, like, I'm thinking about it, but it's just, it really comes down to relationships, like you said. Like, like, Barry, Barry formed a, like, I have, like, a parasocial relationship with Barry. Even though that sounds kind of crazy to say, they made me form a relationship with him. Like, I want to know more about him. I love his, I love his life. You know what I mean? And it's just everything, like, like, everything that happens to him, like, I feel it in some way. And... 
We don't have that with Poindexter. I mean, yeah, they did, they did, uh, they did, um, they did develop his character, but not in a way that I care about him. You know what I mean? Well, you you at least feel a little bit bad. Oh right? yeah, I mean, oh definitely not. But yeah, but yeah, I can but, see where you're coming from. Where he does like so many vicious, so many messed up things that it's it's tough to care about him. Yeah, it's definitely. Hard. And I think that um, I think that um, Poindexter and Julie, which was really crazy. Like he stalked her before before they went on a date. Do you remember that episode? I think so. Yeah, like like he stalked her before before he went on that date, and then he started saying things, and then she was like, "Wait, how do you know that?" And then she just got up and left, and he started freaking out, and then and then and then a few episodes later, uh uh, uh he kind of he kind of stalks her, like he knows her morning route, and he uh, and he catches up with her, and he talks to her, and he was like, "Wait, wait, wait, like give me another chance. I promise you, I'm not that guy." And then and then obviously she's like faking her niceness. She's like, she's like, yeah, like I'll agree to help you. But then, but then like, uh, when he, when he leaves and then, and like when he's like, when he's like, um, doing whatever he's doing, I can't really remember. She's like, please don't contact me again. And it sends him into like a full rampage, you know? Absolutely. And then Kingpin kills her, which is yeah. even more insane. Again, like like I was saying, how can you not feel bad for him? He's he's already damaged. He's already, he's already damaged. Such a damaged person. How how can you break him even more than that? Yeah, but I think that um, I think that um, like like people like him, like yeah, like even though even though again, like I don't want Barry to lose, but I just I hate I hate Point Dexter, and mm. it's just like um, even though they're they're essentially like the same almost like the same person essentially yeah. like they both kill you know and i just like it all comes down to relationships maybe if point dexter had the same relationship effects that that barry had maybe i'd like him but i just don't or you know what um i think here's here's what i also think it comes down to is that barry we see more of barry well i mean obviously because he's the main character but at for for Dex, aka Bullseyes' part, we've only seen him for season three. Yeah. I mean, yes, like for, for most of season three, a season which we we get a general grasp of who he is, but there can be more. There, well, there could but, be more of him too that we don't know. And maybe maybe his viciousness came from you know him being ganged up by a bunch of bullies. Again, I'm, I'm theorizing. I'm not saying this happened in Daredevil, but I could picture Dex being getting picked on for being a bit weird and strange. Oh, yeah. oh, you know yeah. him him fighting back and that just really really set him down the path to the therapist which mm-hmm. you know it helped in a way mm-hmm. it helped him but ever since she didn't become a part of his life it just left him vulnerable mm-hmm. like and again it's there's not, nothing wrong with like relying on that relying for help but all he had was her mm-hmm. and he's like you get so comfortable with one person how how can you adjust yeah it's, it's hard but i don't think that i don't think that's um, I don't think that that's a fair thing to say. Just because we didn't see Dex in in more of the other seasons doesn't necessarily mean that that we weren't able to um, that that even if his story were different and it was good, we wouldn't be able to form a relationship. Like like again, like right, look at right. episode three of The Last of Us. Look at the first three episodes of The Last of Us. Those characters are fantastic, and yeah. and even though it's only been three episodes, I feel a connection to them already. 
Hmm. You know? It's exactly like with Bojack Horseman or Avatar The Last Airbender. Within the first five episodes of the first season, you already feel connected to that person. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess... Maybe I'm going off of like, um, you know, shows like that. Like for, for example, you, you keep bringing up avatar. I could see that, um, you know, I, I don't know if they do, maybe there's something more with bullseye, AKA Dex in the comics, but, um, look at Zuko from avatar. Mm-hmm. He was a pretty bad person. And like you, you, it's throughout season one, you, I shouldn't say that there, there's a point where you see a little more of his past and you feel a little bad for him. But for the most part, he's just, he's going about everything the wrong way. He's, He's just being pretty much a, a douchebag and a bad person. But when you get more and more throughout into season two and especially three, you you like him. How how can you not form a relationship with him by then, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so, so again, I'm not saying like they'll, they'll anything will happen with Dex or will form a relationship or anything. I'm just saying that you know. But based on characters like that between Barry or or Zuko, we. Uh, Dex it could be expanded upon, and if he was, then maybe we could form a, re- a relationship with him. That's all I mean. Mm-hmm. That that just depends if it's done the right way, and it's not just drawn out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. I I agree. Um, I think um, um, one thing I'll say here is um, Neil Druckmann. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this out. Neil Druckmann. Uh, Peter Hoare and Craig Mazin, you all did a phenomenal job. Um, they they all directed episode one, two, and three respectively, and so, um, um, you did a phenomenal job directing this episode, um, directing these three episodes. And I think that um, uh, it really comes down to HBO because I think that HBO really does television right. Um, mm-hmm. c- coming from Game of Thrones, uh, coming from uh, Barry. And Silicon Valley and Succession, I think that those are really the that's like peak television, you know. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think you can get much better than that. Um, other than other than Daredevil on Netflix, um, I don't think you can get much better than HBO. I, I I don't think you can get much better than that. Yeah, that's 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 a pretty high standard. They yeah. they do really do set the bar the bar high, and they they keep pushing it. They, they keep pushing it exactly. Able to push it even when you thought they couldn't get any higher yeah. than that. Yeah, uh, even um even Euphoria, dude. Euphoria, oh, even on, though e- even though even though um um it's a little bit of like a um NSFW and kind of like a not really for a general audience like show. It's fantastic, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I am so glad you that you brought up Euphoria. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I didn't bring that up yeah. earlier. That that that's also a good oh. example of relationships, both good oh, yeah. and bad. Oh yeah, uh, a heartfelt episode of Euphoria, dude. Uh, it was one of the specials. It was Rue. Um, it was a special side of Rue. Oh, fantastic, dude. I think. Oh, absolutely. Think, like that's like like HBO just always like sets the bar and they raise it. They keep raising it, dude. And it's just oh my god, dude! It's so fantastic. Hold on a sec. Um, sorry to interrupt, but remind me the the special with Rue. That's that's when she talks more with um Ali, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, they talk through the whole episode. That's probably my favorite episode too. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, um, I think um, if Euphoria, um, even though it is a good show. If it were more like that special, I think that I think that more of um more of a general audience that usually watches HBO shows would watch Euphoria as well. Um, 
my one gripe with Euphoria is I wish the students were in college. I feel like that would make it more realistic. Because uh, mm. um, I feel like them being in high school with all the sex and the drugs and the and the, and the crazy shit that's going on is a little bit... It's a little bit too much sometimes to handle. Because, mm. like... Because, yeah. like, cause like, yeah, like, there's so much drama. There's so much crazy shit that happens. But then once you realize, oh, shit, like, these kids are in high school... And you've never seen them go to class once, which is, which is, um, something in a, in and of itself, but it's like them being in high school kind of just pulls you out of it a little bit. Hmm. I guess maybe, um, I, I get where you're coming from, but I feel like maybe like that's kind of the whole point. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not saying this happens in every high school, but I think like it's, it's a good reminder that this could very well happen to you in high school. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't mean to like pull the whole, it says don't do drugs or anything like that. But I feel like, you know, it serves as a reminder that if you, if you get caught up in that, just, just step back. Don't, don't get up dra- caught up in the drama of all that. Yeah. Especially if you're in high school. And I, I'm not saying like this doesn't apply to, to college too, but at the same time in of itself, just, just, I, I think Euphoria serves as a good reminder on what you shouldn't do, no matter how tempting it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, man, um, again, uh, going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, there are just so many heartfelt, um, there are just so many heartfelt characters, relationships and stories that go on in television and movies that are really something to really admire, um, from the writers, um, and from really just everybody involved. Like the fact that they're able to bring these deep and meaningful stories to the screen just means a lot and i know it took a lot of hard work from everybody oh yeah yeah um but yeah man but that's um guys uh that's all the time we have for this episode wait wait wait, wait. oh um, sorry oh how, how many how much time do we have left for say i, I just want to say i'll be really quick about it okay uh five to ten minutes okay in that case um you you keep going on about how stuff like uh makes makes you cry and all that. Mm-hmm. There's there's something that, that I want to point out too, um very very quickly about something. Well, one particular scene from a certain show, well, an anime that when whenever I think about this one particular see, scene, I just I I tear up like 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 that. Just just thinking about it just really 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 brings the water to my eyes. No no matter how much I try. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, sorry. I'm 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 not faking this, by the way. It's 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 happening right now. Just oh really? Just what episode about it, is yeah. it? What episode is it? It's um, episode forty nine of Naruto. I haven't I haven't seen Naruto. What happens? It's um, I'll I'll say I'll try and um, wrap it up. I I'm not going to say which character because. Again, I, I don't want to ruin that experience, at least for you, but I will say like one particular character that just tugs at my heartstrings and just, I see so much, if not too, my, too much of myself with this character. It's, it's, it's all along the lines of you know, he tries and he tries, but he just gets to his, his breaking point. And I'm talking about his childhood. This is a flashback to his childhood. And he starts to wonder if, it's, if he's really going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. But and then he just breaks down and cries it's he says himself that no matter how hard he tries and um what he wants to um be as good as like his his classmates but that who's like exceptionally talented a real genius 
but then he realizes, but then he knows he's trying. He's he knows he's not talented. He knows he doesn't have the abilities as much as like his his usual classmates, but it, he just gets to a whole breaking point where he says to himself that he's gonna be a loser for the rest of his life. Wow. That, that just that's that's basically um in a way that again, that's not exactly it. I'm not gonna get too far into detail and ruin it for you, but I just wanna say that that particular scene, that particular line cuts deep for me. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that, Oh God. Yeah, man. Wow. That's man. really, that's really, that's really emotional, you know? And I feel like everybody really? feels like that sometimes, you know? And so it's just like the, it's, it's like the ability to put, um, the way that a lot of people are feeling in the moment, like, like into something that is going to go out to like millions of people, you know, it just makes a lot of people feel seen, you know? And I definitely feel like, um, I definitely feel like, um, um, a lot of these shows and a lot of this art is just, it's really, it's really something to admire. Like I said before, you know, it's something to admire and it's something, and it's something to look at, you know? Um, and it makes you think a lot. You oh, know, yeah. It makes me think a lot, you know, and I'm just I'm really grateful for all of the people that are involved in all of these heartfelt stories, relationships, characters, episodes, even movies, you know, and and even musicals and plays just like the fact that people are able to bring out um, those types of emotions in people, um, for example, Hadestown or or Hamilton or or any of those other plays like that or anything else. Uh, anything else in that realm is just it's really it's really a talent it's a talent and i really admire everybody that's able to do it that just shows the power of stories oh yeah that just yeah. shows that this this is what this is what you and i want to do right i yeah i legitimately believe in the power of stories yeah. and i i just um i i want to be a part of that or make that or at the very least i i want to support that yeah. I want us to be part of something that I think can really reach out to the hearts of people and, and help them in a way, in whatever way that is. Even of course. You know, even if it's just to laugh or just be thrilled, or if, if, if I'm lucky or no, if we're lucky, really bring out the, the heart and soul within them. Exactly. Dare to dream. Am I right? Dare to dream, man. Dare to dream. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, this has been, um, another episode of the weekly standby, the podcast where we talk about movies, comics. Sorry, I got to it again. <laughs> okay, right there. Um, and TV shows. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.